Welcome to Believe, a joy yoga podcast, where I'll be interviewing people about how they've overcome limiting beliefs to become their authentic selves and achieve amazing things. I'm so excited to have you with me. Now, on to the show. Hi, everyone. So welcome to the podcast. Uh, Today, I'm really excited to have Sarah Kirby with me. Um, So I'll quickly just kind of read her bio so you guys can get to know uh, Sarah in a nutshell, and then I'll kick it over to her to kind of share her story. So uh, with that, um, Sarah is a yoga instructor, licensed aesthetician. It's very hard to say. (laughs) Um, Reiki practitioner and lover of all things nature. She spends her nine to five hours teaching children at a local nature-based preschool. In her free time, she enjoys utilizing her wide range of expertise to help others practice tuning into the messages their bodies send them both inside and out. So thanks, Sarah. Welcome to the podcast. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So um, obviously, it's kind of hard to just like fit all of Sarah in one little bio. Um, So wherever you'd like to start, I'd just love to have you share with listeners kind of what your journey has been like. Yeah, sure. Um, So starting right out of college, I went into working in public school as an elementary school teacher. Um, And just year after year, there was just something that wasn't fitting for me. You know, obviously, I loved working with the kids. I loved the I loved teaching and um, all of that. But there was just so much extra that it over time, it was just becoming too much. I was just tired. I was overworked. And um it just wasn't fulfilling for me. And um, I had actually spent a lot of time crying about it, too, because I just had no idea what else I would do in life as my job. And, you know, that was a lot of um, me defining myself, too, in what I did. So um, in college, you know, I'd always kind of kept up with uh, being really active. And I did practice yoga, I would go to a class like once or twice a week. And Um, did yoga with Adrian, that sort of thing, um, just pretty casual. And the idea of doing a yoga teacher training seemed really appealing to me, not so much for, because I felt like I understood the physical um, part of it, but not so much the deeper, like philosophical yoga teaching. So that was something I was really drawn to. I felt like I was really um, just wanting kind of a life shift. And um, so I did complete a yoga teacher training. um, And through that, I discovered I was really drawn to the practice of Ayurveda and natural wellness, too, as I know you are. Oh, yes. Um, Yeah. And so shortly after that, um, I completed my year that I was in um, the school year. uh, And then I quit my teaching job in public school. And um, I even then didn't have quite an idea. I knew I didn't want to go into like teaching yoga full time. Um, That was just kind of a inspirational push for me, I could say. Um, And yeah, so I I felt like I had a lot of other puzzle pieces in my life that were going well. And so I felt like, okay, this is kind of my time to just do a little, a new life shift project. So um, just as a teenager, I was always kind of into trying new skin products and um, really trying to take care of my skin because I was one of the many who struggled with acne. And um, so that was something I was interested in. So um, I had worked hard and saved up and I went to aesthetic school um, to kind of, and I don't know, even then I didn't have like a plan. I knew I I liked um, the idea of natural wellness, relaxation, and just like generally helping people, you know, find that self-care routine that works for them. So 
yeah, that's kind of the general gist of how I began. Um, we can touch a little more on it uh, later as we go on because there's there's more to that story yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> there's always more to every story. I, I feel like yeah. I'm, I really love that you touched on that too because a lot of times I feel like we're drawn to things, but like we don't necessarily have a practical plan. And a lot of people will be like, well, if I don't know how to use this, then maybe I shouldn't even study it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's right. some people will be like, well, why did you do yoga teacher training if that's not your full-time job? It's like, well, right. I mean, there's more to it than that. I think there's so much that you can learn, but also that you can give whether you do it full-time or on the side or in, just even weave it into whatever you were doing before. So I really love yeah, that you kind totally. of touched on that. Yeah. So, um, so I know that you, you know, as we've kind of taught yoga together in the same studios, you yeah. tend to veer toward um, a lot of the like kind of slowing down, slow flow kind of stuff. Can you talk about what about that is appealing to you? Yeah. So, um, like I mentioned, when I was um, prior to yoga teacher training, attending yoga classes, it was more to um, like compliment. I was a runner and um, I did kickboxing. Um, so I was more on like the hardcore like cardio um, workout scene. And so when I was in yoga teacher training, I had the opportunity to take so many different kinds of yoga classes. And I remember one of the... Um, people who had completed the training prior to mine had suggested like find your style, find what you're really interested in teaching and like really dive deep into it. And I went to a couple gentle yoga classes um, at the place that we both trained at and I was like, whoa, this, this is it. Like I have always been like pushing and striving to like achieve and accomplish this thing and the next thing and the next thing. And that was like my safe place to really just like slow down and, you know, feel my body and sense my thoughts. And it all just like really came together for me. And, um, you know, again, going back to that, the practice of like self-care, that was like, oh, wow, this, this is what I need, like to slow down and just like have some me time. And uh, so that type of and the feedback that I got back um, when I was practice teaching with my um, yoga teacher training group, they all had said like, oh, your voice is so soothing. I feel so calm with you. And I was like, wow, okay. So I enjoy slow flow, gentle yoga. People like my gentle vibe. So that's what I went with. And I just felt like, it, you know, the more I've worked with it and the more I've um, worked with people privately and in group classes and the feedback I get, I feel like it's not so much of me giving anymore. Um, it's a lot of me receiving like from the people that I'm working with too. So yeah, I, I just really love it. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad that you touched on self-care too, because that's kind of what I was thinking of was, um, I mean, I think generally as a, as a society in the U S we tend to be very, you know, all about like go, go, go and pushing and like doing more and striving and all this stuff. But, um, but also in the DC area, I feel like that's a, that's a very common trend. So it can be hard for people to see, um, gentle yoga as something that they need as like a self-care practice. I feel like sometimes people are like, well, if I'm not sweating, it doesn't count, right. but I love the kind of reshifting the dynamic to what, what does like count even mean? You know, like if it's a, right. if it's something that's good for you, does it matter if you are sweating or not? Um, Totally. Do, you, do you, have you found like as coming from that background yourself, did you bump up against that as well? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like in general, given like the time of day, gentle classes happen and, um, 
like you mentioned, just like living in the area that we do, I wouldn't say that it's like the most in demand class. Um, but the people who do come, I feel like they come for the right reasons and they know why they're showing up and, um, you know, they really are coming to relax and give back to themselves. And, um, yeah, it really does show. So what does like your, like, day in the life of Sarah Curry, like in your, your self-care stuff or just your daily routine, what does that look like? Yeah. So, um, I actually only recently developed a morning routine because being in, um, teaching in public school, I was there, you know, like first thing in the morning. Um, so now that my life and work schedule has shifted, I've had the opportunity to like still wake up at a normal time, but have this time to give back to myself. So I wake up, I drink my lemon water, do like 30 ish minutes of movement exercise, whether it's like a little bit of cardio or, um, yoga movement. Um, sometimes I also am very guilty of binge watching TV. So I've tried to give a routine to myself where I have a show that I really enjoy currently it's parenthood, which I know is an older show, but Hey, Netflix is awesome. Um, (laughs) and so that's like my time that instead of sitting on the couch for three hours and like next episode, next episode, I'll like save it to do that while I'm exercising, doing double use of my time and, you know, show my boyfriend doesn't really care to watch. So that's like my extra little dose of me time in the morning. Um, after I've done my movement, I'll do like a little meditation journaling, um, make my lunch and head out the door. Um, yeah. And at school, you know, I'm mostly playing outside all day, which is awesome. And I teach two evening classes a week. Um, and usually I'll try and do, um, if I didn't get to my journaling earlier in the day, then that'll be like a time that I revisit it later on. Um, but yeah, I try, I've found just with starting my day with, um, something for me instead of just waking up at the very last minute before, having to run out the door, which I definitely used to do. Um, it gives me more time to just kind of go through the day a little bit slower. It doesn't feel so rushed. Um, because I don't feel like I'm again, going back to that, like pushing and striving and achieving and knocking things off the list, you know? Right. So like on the skincare side, how have you been able to use the things that you've trained for in your own life and also incorporate that into some kind of routine for yourself? Yeah. So, um, the thing that I've learned the most from my uh, skin school training, I would say is it really is important to have a regimen of like the basics. Basics you could do is cleanser, toner, and moisturizer. Um, and for me, I, because I am so much more drawn to the natural side of things, um, I found my experiences going to like regular drugstores to be kind of disappointing. Totally. Um, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'll be like, oh, I'll just, you know, run out on my lunch break and pick out this thing. And then I'm like, no, none of these things will do. But, um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's like a bad thing. It's just helping myself feel more informed. Um, and so, yeah, it's been it's been fun to just kind of peruse Instagram um, and find different companies that are more in line with uh with how I believe skincare should be. My general um, thing I like to say is like, you are what you eat and what you put on your skin. Totally. So yeah. um, you, 
I, I have been doing some workshops in the past where we'll like concoct up some facial mixtures um, that are truly made from like natural ingredients, avocados, cucumbers, blueberries, lemons, yogurt, that kind of thing. Um, and really it doesn't have to be any specific kind of recipe. My general thing I'd like to say is if you are, if you have some leftover produce in the fridge, like say you were making smoothies and then you have like, I don't know, half a pint of your blueberries left over, why not mix them up and put them on your face? Um, because they have, you know, the same vitamins and benefits that they would have for you to ingest them internally. Why not put it directly on your skin? Because if you're eating it internally, yes, eventually it does show up on your skin. Um, but to put it straight on there, then you're getting those benefits directly to there rather than having it flow through the whole digestive system, you know? Right. Yeah, um, that was one of my favorite. But not to say that I do that like every day. You know, that's like a, oh, yeah, for an occasional treat yourself, you've got something left over. Like, I wouldn't say that you need to necessarily go out and like, oh, I'm only going to put produce on my face from now because that's like <laughs> totally unrealistic, you know? Right. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite things that we talked about um, when I was doing my uh, Ayurveda yoga training was we, we touched on a little bit in my, you know, like doing my own research and, you know, and health issues and all the stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, what you put on your skin, like, you know, that's related. It's as if you put it, like, don't put anything on your skin that you wouldn't eat, basically. Right. Um, but we talked a lot about, like, your skin is also a digestive organ. And somehow putting yes. it that way just blew my mind. I was like, what? <laughs> so yes. um, that was a big eye opener for me. So, yeah, I love that you – I love that you talked about that. Um, yes. So – from the like, I don't know, DIY angle or natural skincare angle, um, I'm just trying to think about the things that, you know, you may do. And I know you talked about like, you don't necessarily like mix up a batch of produce for um, like a face mask every day, but are there kind of like small things that if someone's looking to make a swap, like add in a little movement or add in a little natural skincare, is there like one thing you'd right. say that they should like ditch or add? Right. Um, so... I get, it would depend on one, your own individual bodily makeup, um, and two, you know, what you're trying to achieve. So, um, I would say across the board, everyone should be mo moisturizing, making sure you're wearing something with an SPF in the daytime and a thicker, like more night cream type of thing in the evening. Um, just keeping an eye on ingredients, I would say, um, in general, if you can't pronounce it, that's probably not a thing that you would want in your body. Um, and also just like the fewer ingredients, the better. There are even some products where um, if you see water is the first ingredient, that means it's probably making up most of the product. So um, if it's a little bit further down the list, if you're looking at the ingredients, then probably the other ingredients, again, if you can pronounce them, are probably... Um, more prevalent in there. So you're getting more of um, those active ingredients that you would be looking for. Um, I could say if you're looking for anti-aging, um, a nice natural thing that you can do like a daily and quick thing for yourself is a gua sha tool. So it's G-U-A-S-H-A. Um, and I order them on Amazon. Usually they'll come with a little like booklet with instructions. Um, but it's basically like a, a stone, um, that you would lightly, um, roll on your face in different patterns, um, to kind of gently smooth out the fascia of your face. 
So I've also before that did training in um, like myofascial release of the body. So I was like, oh, duh, why wouldn't you be able to do that on your face too? Obviously not with tennis balls and like foam <laughs> rollers like you would on your body, but right. like, yeah, obviously your your skin on your face is lighter, more delicate, but you it's still, you know, overall the same system. So um, yeah, using that type of tool can be nice um, for a more natural approach as like a um, self-help or <laughs> self-care uh, Botox alternative. Nice. Yeah, I love that too because I um, tend to grind my teeth at night and like I have a little jade roller and I can roll it around on that part of my jaw that gets really tight and I'm like, oh, this is so nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think those are, I mean, it's a little bit different, but it's still similar and kind of cool. So yeah, um, I love that. So I, I wanted to ask you because I don't know for any of you listening who have dabbled in like natural skincare or beauty products, sometimes when you like say ditch deodorant with aluminum, like, cause that's mm-hmm. probably smart. Um, you put stuff on and then like, you know, 10 minutes into your day, you're like, oh man, I smell real bad. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I think sometimes it can be hard to find something that's natural, but also effective. So do you have any tips for people who, um, I don't know, have like waited into in the past or like forget it or whether that's places to look or stuff that they can make if they're feeling very DIY, um, anything like that? Yeah. So, um, in terms of like makeup, I really like beauty counter, um, the whole group of people really are like really gung-ho activists, like pushing for clean beauty products. Um, a lot of them are lobbying for the banning of the thousands of chemicals that are currently allowed in the U S for people to buy and put on their skin, which are not allowed in Europe. So, um, I know I always think that's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) That, so that brand is awesome. Um, for skincare, I love own botanical. Um, it's all organic, non-toxic, uh, vegan, natural, cruelty-free, gluten-free. Um, I want to say that they have deodorant if they don't yet, um, they're probably working on it. Um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) definitely. Um, and if you ever actually meet the like developer in person, I met him at this um, festival, he'll actually like eat the product in front of you, which I'm like, okay, if you're that confident that who even knows how many times you've been eating this today, right? <laughs> that you um, will do that, then I would totally trust it to be something that I can use on my skin. And they actually do have, um, which for me, the biggest struggle in like trying to find this complement of um natural products, um, that are also, you know, not completely DIY and perishable within a few days type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, they actually have a really nice, um, day moisturizer with SPF as well. So, um, that's a good one to go to. Um, and in terms of like DIYs, there's, um, a nice recipe that I, for a toner that, um, will last, uh, I would say like about a month. Um, in your fridge that you can make yourself and it's made with um like a mint tea a little bit of glycerin um and tea tree and peppermint oil and lemon juice um so it's a nice little concoction that um is easy you can make like store it in one of those amber spray bottles um and it's pretty much good for every skin type unless you're allergic to any of those um ingredients uh it can be nice in the summer especially for like a little cooling pick me up. Um, 
but just like a nice refresher. It's not too harsh um, in any way, but it helps, you know, with just a little bit of gentle something. I, I know I'm the kind of person too, if I'm feeling lazy and I don't even like feel like taking a shower one day or something, like at least if I tone my face, right. then that's like, okay, I feel I feel clean and, you know, can go through my day. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I um, I think my like go-to is I make a moisturizer, which is it's moisturizer and air quotes, but it's really just coconut oil. Like I just take a jar of coconut oil, um, yeah. I let it melt and I add uh, frankincense and lavender to it. And then I just yeah. let it congeal again and I'll just like scrape a little bit out with my thumb and put that on my face. And I always am like, oh, so nice. Yeah, um, totally. That's like my favorite. Um, another oil I would say um, – because I was going to mention, it kind of depends on if, if anyone listening is interested um, in learning more about like Ayurvedic skincare. And um, I would suggest the first place to start is finding out your particular dosha, which I'm sure you could um, talk about a little more as well. But um, some people also find that um, instead of coconut oil, they like ghee oil. Yep. Um, so depending on, you know, whether you're more on the oily side or the dry side, there's... Um, you know, a lot of different types of oils you could use. But yeah, I love the frankincense. Um, tea tree is another great one. Peppermint. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, oils. So, so great. No, yeah, that's, I love it. Like, so for, for folks who are like, what the heck is a dosha? Um, if you guys want to check it out, uh, a really good website is Banyan Botanicals. It's B-A-N- Y-A-N botanicals and they have a little quiz like what's your dosha so it's both like personality type but also body type and skincare type and metabolism and like all the things you kind of learn about yourself and then um, you know as you explore Ayurveda it just talks about using opposites to bring balance so to your point about some people really like ghee or coconut like coconut is a cooling oil so if you're a fiery summertime personality body type like me um, coconut is like your jam but if you're more like a spring or a winter where you tend to run cold, coconut is probably like the last thing you want on your face. So it's mm-hmm. it's really helpful to kind of know what your make like you know personal constitution is, like your makeup is, and then um, to kind of pick what would bring you into balance. So I'm glad you brought that up. That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and another the, a book that I really like to read, um, which is kind of like my Ayurvedic beauty bible, is called Absolute Beauty. Um, by Pratima Raker, R-A-I-C-H-U-R. Um, have you heard of her? No, I haven't. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, so she's um, a, a doctor, but also was like, went really far down the path of Ayurveda. So um, she talks about like traditional medicine and like, this is what they would offer for you. And like, from my perspective in studying Ayurveda, this is like the complement of it. So it's like, you know, she, she provides that scientific base that makes it really, um, relatable, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I can't, I'm going to have to check that out. I'm really excited about yeah, yeah. that. Um, but I also nerd out on all things Ayurveda. I just think it's so, it's really interesting. Um, yeah. we had a, we had a guest on who teaches at Kripalu. She's the academic coordinator a couple weeks ago. Um, and she talked about like some of the random teachings, like from the, you know, more health perspective. Um, mm-hmm. And we talked about some silly examples, but it's, it's amazing too. Like it just, it stretches to, you know, psychology and skincare and diet and movement and breath work and just all the things. So you can kind of like choose your own adventure and figure out, um, what works best for you. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. I haven't really explored it in the skincare, so I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. That's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to move a little bit into kind of like 
from the you know self care aspect of mindfulness. So, mm-hmm. as we've been talking a little bit about balance, um, is there a way that you work to bring kind of that like mindfulness self care balance into your day, even when things get like busy or just feel kind of bananas? Yeah, um, for like a daily thing, one of my regular go-tos is ujjayi breathing. Um, That was one of the first things I used um, when starting to kind of incorporate my lessons from yoga teacher training into real life off the mat. Um, And so like just bringing that sound to the breath, a little bit of like a sigh to my exhale, I feel like it was like, all right, this, all this craziness is happening around me. I'm just going to let it go give myself one breath to take a mental break and then move on with, you know, what has to be done. Um, so that was for me, like really helpful just to kind of like bring it back to the present moment. Like, yes, craziness is happening. Yes. There's stuff that's out of my control, but here I am controlling myself, my breath in my own body in my moment. Um, but in terms of like, you know, just having a routine of self-care and making sure to incorporate that. Um, one of the things I do is make sure um, once a week to have um, time to do a mask, water my plants, paint my nails, uh, and take a bath. So sometimes I get lucky and it's on a weeknight. Usually it'll be um, like a weekend morning. But, you know, however I can find that time to squeeze in and treat myself um, at least once a week. That's, that's awesome. my that's my promise to myself. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. Those are really good. Those are all very lovely things that I currently would love to be doing. <laughs> so I'm like, ooh, well, maybe I'll take your list and make that my list today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that I, I love to ask every guest is kind of about limiting beliefs. So um, I was just wondering if there is in your own life something that you have believed about yourself, maybe in the past or, or currently um, that isn't true. So you kind of are aware of it, but, you know, tends to kind of hold you back something like I'm not good enough or, you know, whatever, um, it may be. And then if you have ways that you kind of work on that and work to address it that you could share. Yeah. So, um, I think I kind of touched on it earlier, but my biggest thing that I, I used to see as an asset of being, um, striving to like achieve and I guess you could say like a time overachiever like over committing and um just like pushing for the next thing um I've recently realized like okay maybe it's time for me to like take a step back and allow myself to kind of be my own teacher because there's so many like trainings I want to go to aesthetic conventions I'd like to go to um some of my favorite teachers are hosting like special, um, continuing education trainings. And I'm like, yes, these would be awesome. But there will also be other times for that. And, um, so for me, it's been, you know, trying to do a lot more like self-study, focusing on my own meditation practice, um, and really making sure like my own cup is full so that I can truly be like fully present to help and serve others. Um, So that's been kind of like my shift of like, yes, it's awesome that I'm like really motivated to try and achieve a lot of things, but it's also important to take a step back and make sure I'm not um, losing myself and my, and my own purpose in doing these things, you know? Yep. I love that. That's awesome. 
Um, Sarah, this has been amazing. I'm so, so glad that we had a chance to talk about all these good things. Um, if people are interested in kind of learning more about you or following you online, um, do you have a way that is best for them to connect with you? If that's like a website or social media or anything like that? Yeah. So, um, I'm mindful beauty queen with a W instead of a U in queen. Um, so on Instagram, mindful beauty queen, and my website is mindfulbeautyqueen.com. So, um, you could book appointments and private sessions with me, um, through my website as well. And, um, one of my goals for 2019 is to start, uh, blogging as well. Ooh, that's exciting. So things to look yes. forward to. Yay. Yeah. Awesome. Sarah, thank you so much for being with us today. I just so appreciate it. Um, and I'm sure that everyone's going to be really excited to hear this episode. So I can't wait to get it out into the world. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Believe Podcast. To connect with me further, please visit my website at joyyoga108.com. See you next time.